Yeah, yeah, and that's and uh, you know they they get a small salary. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I I give them candy in exchange for. <laughs> I was like, gonna say gold fli- goldfish crackers. I, <laughs> I was gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna keep the cash. You know, we're gonna put it in a in a in the savings account for you, but in exchange for that, yes, here is a box of snacks. <laughs> to the Hybrid Pub Scout Podcast with me, Emily Einolander. We're mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. And today we have a special interview with Brian Parker of Believe in Wonder Publishing. Believe in Wonder is a youth-focused publishing entity based in Portland, Oregon. And without further ado, let's get to the interview. This is Brian Parker, and he is the uh, author, illustrator, and publisher, and a bunch of other stuff at uh, Believe in Wonder Publishing, and we're going to talk a little bit today about his work and uh, life and how he negotiates life as an independent publisher. Um, Yay! yay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brian, tell us a little bit about your business and uh, what what you do day in and day out. Yeah, um, well, I've I've always been a storyteller. ever since I was a little kid and um, throughout life I've negotiated ways of finding how to incorporate that into my day job <laughs> so with sometimes with with a good bit of success and other times not so much um, but um, I went to school to be a graphic designer and illustrator and you know I bounced back and forth with a bunch of different industries throughout my life and um, eventually my my lovely wife, Josie, uh, of 17 years now, uh, got tired of me whining about it. It's like, you need, you're a storyteller. Stop, stop taking all these other jobs to like, like kind of half, half do it mm-hmm. and just commit to it. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God for <laughs> so spouses. Like, I know, I know it, it's, it, nothing beats having somebody that can be honest in your corner and, and, and help you to kind of sift through all of the, uh, you know, the, the accumulated crazy of, of just having an adult life, you know, sometimes yeah. you, yeah, you just kind of rack up a lot of, a lot of, uh, assumptions and expectations, um, based on what you think you should be doing as opposed to listening to that, that voice that's inside of you that's telling you, Oh, you know, this is where your heart is and actually following it. Sometimes you just need a, a good friend or, or uh, someone that you love to tell you, Hey, listen to it and stop being, stop being an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> I'm lucky that I have, I have that. Um, so yeah, um, I went to, uh, Portland state, uh, publishing program, got my master's essentially just to reassure myself that I knew what I thought I knew. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and to find a cohort of, of interesting people and other people that love books and now we we're a full-time publisher um, as to answer your question that was the roundabout way of answering the question uh, just to kind of preface um, what we are is a little bit of a conundrum in the modern day 
um, publishing setup is that we are a, a full-time publisher that um, primarily focuses on um, publishing stories uh, that are, you know, magical and, and inventive and um, creative in, I guess, in the in the drive of the storytelling, but also a focus on diverse storytelling as far as, you know, uh, different characters from different cultures mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of promoting um, underrepresented voices. And um, uh, the conundrum part comes from the fact that my wife and I are both authors and I am an illustrator. So for the last two to three years, we've had a backlog of stories that we've wanted to make. And we we're like, well, you know, let's just go ahead and make our stories first. Right, right. <laughs> that, way, that way we can kind of build a catalog of, you know, the kind of work that we're, that we're driven by and excited by. And um, that will also give us a kind of a platform to talk about the things that are really driving the storytelling and, and, and the work. Right. So three years in, here we got, we've uh, published our 11th book. Oh, my in, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of cool. We published our 11th book in October called um, The Possums Move In. It's about a family of, um, you know, just fluffy, fun monsters that move into a neighborhood. And the feeling of of being awkward, being different, but also just, just the kind of the stuff you have to do to get a, acclimated to a new neighborhood. You know, you gotta you got to find where your grocery store is. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you got to find where you're going to walk your dog. You know, where's the park at? And all of these things are being negotiated. Um, you know, negotiating the world with this, this family of, you know, big fluffy monsters. And, and of course, all of the stuff that happens and ensues when people see these uh, these odd people kind of show up. And the feelings that they have and, the, and the finding a way to, you know, be yourself, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, I, I grabbed time. that book. It's uh, it's pretty adorable. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you. I, I really enjoyed making it. Um, my wife and I were. She was just like, we're going to write a simple story. This is going to be something just that's this fun we can put together in a couple of months, and you're going to illustrate it. And then five months later, <laughs> <laughs> but we finish it, and she's like, I think you. I think you went more complicated with the illustrations than we were expecting, uh -huh. but she held me true to the simple storytelling. You know, I, I, I usually get a little bit verbose, even uh -huh. in my, even in my children's books, um, writing. So she said, this one, stay simple, Just keep yeah. it simple. So, uh, okay. <laughs> you gotta yes. have somebody there telling you to keep it simple. It sounds like she's yes. a good, uh, grounding yes. factor. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of a, she's, a she's kind of a curator slash editor, <laughs> All right. Slash, you know, idea compactor, you know, which is great. So these mostly picture books, and uh, they're all they're all you and Josie, right? Um, so yeah, far, yeah, they're, they're all me and Josie so far. Um, they they range. We have um, a graphic novel series that we do called uh, "You Can Rely on Platypie," which mm -hmm. is you know, venture seeking platypus in the vein of Indiana Jones and. Oh my uh, gosh, that's. Oh, I'm sorry. This is always so cute when I hear about your <laughs> I, I love this character. He's wildly optimistic and and jumps without looking and 
it's weird how so many of the characters that we write end up being people that we know or people that we love. So uh, all of the all of the wildly adventurous characters are kind of my kids. So this uh-huh. in some shape, form, or fashion. So we do a graphic novel series. We do we've we've done um, four picture books. Uh, we do uh, YA well middle reader uh, a middle reader series called. Um, uh, the Wonder is Science. Um, well, the series is called uh, Mysteries of the Laurel Society, and I'm working on book two for that. The first one is The Wonder is Science, and uh, book two is coming out um, early 2019, and it's okay. called uh, Miraculous Elements. And um, it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it was definitely started off with the inspiration from you know some steampunk elements and right. Mary Poppins. Oh, I can so, see that in the illustration that I've seen of it. Yeah, a little bit uh, of a older yeah. woman and a couple of little kids. Yeah, it was it was a weird idea. It was like, where did Mary Poppins come from? And was she trained? Was she part of an organization? What was her motivations? And then it just, like most ideas, it starts as this little grain, and then it just kind of just sprouts, and it just wildly grows everywhere. So... We've done a lot of real, really interesting world building and uh, come up with some different, you know, different aspects of the, the way that magic could work, where it was um, kind of driven by creativity and right. artful. So um, that also lends itself to you being able to do a lot of really cool stuff from different cultures. So it's Absolutely. like, so, so yeah, if you have somebody living uh, in the middle of Zimbabwe and their their master craft is to be able to make awesome pottery, you know, how would that become something magical? Because you make a giant, you know, elaborately painted pot that's like constantly filled with um, with food, you know, you can oh. get constantly replenishes itself or somebody that lives in Sweden and wants to make scarves and they make the scarf that can allow you to become intangible and move through solid objects. Oh, neat that kind of stuff so yes. you know it's 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 a really fun story and it's kind of an amalgamation of all a lot of different things that we're interested in okay and um and then um i did a um a ya fantasy novel called crow in a hollow which was my first book right so so yeah we we, we kind of go all over the the youth literature map but at the same time it's it's all kind of coming from the same place of wanting to promote uh, a creative way of looking at the world, um, a, an empowering way of explaining these stories to, to young adults, but also to, to people that are just young at heart, because I, I read YA and I read Middle Reader and I, I read picture books just for myself, because that stuff is fun and it, it stokes that creative fire and kind of keeps that young version of yourself alive. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk a little bit um, about how your business kind of operates on a really nuts and bolts practical level? Because we were talking about, like, we like talking about the creative process and authors here, but we also kind of like getting into the nitty gritty of actual, like, the work Mm -hmm. of publishing. So I'd love to hear how that works for such a small operation to be able to, you do print books, obviously, if it's picture books. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of work. (laughs) Well, you know, we, um, um, we're kind of we're we're blessed in the sense that you know we we have a lot of different accumulated um, skills and um, 
and knowledge coming into being in publishing. First off, um, being a graphic designer for, oh God, <laughs> a number of years and uh, being a trained illustrator um, for a number of years and having worked in the periphery of publishing for a long time. Um, I worked as a, a illustrator and a, a book designer for a small Alaskan publisher for a long time, which was primarily Alaskana and some kids' books and stuff. Okay. And um, I worked in music publishing for a long time in Nashville. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I, I I have an idea as to you know some of the some of the inside aspects of of the publishing world as far as working with printers and um, you know some of the distribution avenues and stuff you can go through and also just being able to design and illustrate the books in house, which right. is always a thing, especially if you know people are trying to get into children's publishing, um, finding these resources is always you know probably the first obstacle they have to jump over is i don't know any illustrators or you know how do i contact an illustrator how much do i pay an illustrator you know what's the way to kind of maintain connections and relationships with the people that kind of help you with the the book building and stuff so we were really lucky in that sense because we knew a lot of that stuff and we do a lot of that stuff in-house um so as far as like our book process, you know, building a book, you know, working through a lot of the um, the process of getting the book to the point of ready to be um, printed and distributed, we have that that ability to can kind of control that that element of the process. So, you know, we we're coming up with the ideas and stuff here in house right now, and um, you know we're we're talking through the process of the stories and. The, um, illustrating them as we go along with the, the writing process. Right. And, um, of course, that, that allows us to kind of avoid some overhead, too, because um, oh, we're not, yeah, we're not, we're not paying illustrator because I'm doing it all for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, um, our, our small, our small publisher, publishing houses is essentially kind of maintained by the fact that we can avoid some of that overhead um uh our biggest issue has been marketing and yeah yeah, and and publicity which is is like a whole nother set of skills um especially for a creative because um as you know people that make stuff tend to be really bad at um telling people about it i don't know what it is it's just something something inherent in putting something together that when you're done with it, you're kind of like, Oh, here's this, this beautiful thing that I've done and I'm proud of it. Or I'm a little nervous about it. Right. You don't want to go ringing a bunch of bells and stuff to kind of be like, Hey, everybody look at this. It feels self-serving. Yes. But, yes. Cause when you're, when you're you, creative, they always kind of, there's a, I mean, at least my parents did this was like, don't be cocky. Like people yeah, like a humble person better. And, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're definitely, you're definitely taught that at a young age is that, you know, if you, if you got, if you have a special ability, if you have something that you're, that you're, that you're, that you've put a lot of time and stuff into is that, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, try to make a, a, a big, a big thing about it. You don't want to, you know, try to stand up on a, 
on the soapbox and let everybody know. But you kind of have to, if you're going to do this as a, as a, as a job, as a uh-huh. profession, it's one of those things that you have to shed early on. Right. Because, yeah, because it's, it's strange once you start showing your work, if you can do it with a, a level of humility and still, and still be promotional about it. People actually respond to that, you know, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of creatives out there that, that don't feel like they have the voice to, to talk about their work. Right. And, when they see that you can do it, it kind of empowers them to be like, well, hey, I have stories too. I have illustrations. I have artwork that I would love to share with the world. And that actually ends up lending itself well to our our version of being visible, which is, you know, we're not great at marketing. Actually, next year, we're actually going to be working with a publicist, which is, oh, which is, which is going to be really cool, I think, because I think we got a lot of great stuff that can that can lend itself to you know a publicist being able to run with but up until this point um our primary way of getting the word out is just getting out in front of people so the pacific northwest is a great place to find events and uh, you know from small to really large events to get out in front of people that are really interested and passionate about literature or you know um specifically in the graphic novel um, arena and and it's been awesome it's awesome you know we go to events pretty much every month there's always something that's available to us and we also work with a couple of organizations here in in Portland specifically um, right brain initiative um, literary arts uh-huh. um, a couple of different um, chamber organizations and um, rotary clubs and that kind of thing Um, and also um, Smartbook if you're uh, familiar with Smartbook there's an organization here in Portland that that goes out to uh, schools a lot of underrepresented um, schools public schools and and schools with a a high number of um, minority students and, and lower income students and reads books to them you know on it they have they have partnered they've partnered with a couple of different of uh, uh, civic organizations and they go out to these communities and they read to these kids oh, and which is which is awesome and it's, it's an amazing experience to to witness because young people really crave um that interaction with adults and also that interaction with literature having having it being read to them and um those organizations partner with us and we come out and we'll do classes we'll do um we'll do readings we'll just we'll just do opportunities where the kids can sit down and talk to us about making books and writing stories and stuff and that kind of that has really been our our bread and butter our our saving grace really is Mm -hmm. being able to talk to people about this stuff and then being encouraging and positive about them finding a way to tell their personal stories as well wow Yeah. So, so would you say um, that most of your sales are direct, or um, do you have like bookstores that you're a part of as well? Yeah, and, and as a great thing too about living in this area is um, uh, small bookstores are very uh, supportive of independent publishers. Yeah. Um, we do run into some roadblocks because um, 
of course, right now we're distributing through two different avenues, um, Amazon and Ingram Spark. Right. And In- Ingram Spark, of course, is, is uh, a, it's less cost effective, but at the same time, it's easier to get your books into brick and mortar stores because, you know, uh, some bookstores are resistant to having Amazon uh, books that are published uh, exclusively through Amazon on their shelves. Um, And that, it kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. It's hard to choose. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's one of the first things that we ran into. We were trying to decide. We're like, okay, well we want to, you know, we're cutting down overhead and so many other places. Let's cut down overhead and, and just distribute exclusively. Um, through Amazon because you can you can get a, a decent product um, through the their printing arm you know which is now uh, KDP or you know Kindle Direct Publishing you can get a decent um, a decent book that way um, problem is is that here it is you have this huge online distribution network and yet brick and mortar stores are like ah oh, well if you guys are going that way then we're not sure we want to carry your books in the store and uh, so you know that's 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 a problem yeah. but that's another good aspect of being um, publicly I mean being um, com- you know, visible in the community mm-hmm. is that even though small pub- small bookstores don't necessarily want to carry Amazon distributed books they do want to carry books by local publishers so they have to they have to decide at that point it's like oh well you have a you have a strong backing you have a strong um, uh, readership in the area am i gonna nickel and dime you because of the uh, because of the amazon thing so that's kind of we live in a weird space because We'll show up at a small bookstore and be like, hey, you know, we'd love for you to carry our books. And they're like, uh, oh, well, there's Amazon on here. And it's like, but we work with your local rotary and we read to, you know, 150 kids in your in your area and they know who we are. So they're like, OK, well, yeah, we'll carry your books. So, so it sounds like both uh, a desire for cooperation and support, but also maybe a little bit of uh, uh, reputational leverage. Would yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that. I would definitely say that. That's a good way of putting it. And um, I think that's something that I think a lot of people that get into publishing don't necessarily think about in the onset is that um, you know you have to create good content of course you know making a book is about making um something that is you know that has some some worth to it but at the same time we found a way to take not only the that creating that book is not the primary focus of what we do Mm. uh we we bring in the stuff that the stuff that really matters to us as far as you know talking to young people, encouraging young people, and and basically telling them that, you know, that their voices matter. So you right. have to have something that you really believe in, too. You know, you have to have a platform, you know. And our platform becomes a driving force for the books, and the books become a driving force for the platform. So the two feed into each other, and they actually give us more opportunities than we 
than we would even know. You know, we have people that call us to come out and do events completely based on the fact that we were that we spoke at another event or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that the, that when you think about it in a, in a marketing sense, it, it feels a little dirty because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm using the things I believe in to sell my books. And I'm like, <laughs> but no, no, I, I think that there's a there's a, a, a weird synergy that comes from it because it makes doing the work and all the pitfalls and stuff that come from doing the work. Right. Um, it makes them mean more. Oh, yeah. Not, not only to you, but to the people that actually pick up the work. So, so would you say that when you uh, began your company, you kind of had a vision of it being like split between you know the creative process that's satisfying to you, but then also the satisfaction that comes from like community outreach? Was that always kind of in the plan? You know, to um, I'm not gonna lie and say I had a. Uh, a really strong plan to me. <laughs> that that would be misrepresenting myself for the scattershot kind of creative that I am. But um, I think that um, you know, once again, I'm 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 fifty fifty partner in this thing with my wife, and um, Josie is a interesting person. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's constantly thinking about how she can how she can be of service to other people, which is, which is weird because if you met her, you know, sometimes she's just like, Oh no, I don't, I don't have time for people today. <laughs> well, I guess you gotta kind of be like that when you're a generous person. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, she's, and she's taught me so much about this, but honestly, at the, at the beginning, I, I wanted to make beautiful books. You know, I love, I love a beautiful, a beautiful book, something that, is is an art object in and of itself you know not just the story but you know beautiful illustrations you know well crafted that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i'm very passionate about stories and but at the same time my wife was telling me it's got to be about more than just that you know you got to find a way to take something that you love and make it of benefit to to others and um i instantly gravitated towards talking to to young people because i i feel privileged in the fact that i've been able to keep the 12 year old version of myself alive yeah (laughs) through feeding him captain crunch and watching cartoons and reading books whatever and i realized that in the world that we live in right now that not everybody is allotted that that opportunity to be able to keep that that version of themselves that is filled with wonder and filled with excitement about things and is open-minded to um, learning, you know, not only new things about the world, but new things about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wanted to make stuff that encouraged that, but you can't just make stuff to encourage that. You have to, you have to get out and talk about it. You have to learn to be open about it vulnerable enough about your own experience to you know let a young person see that yeah it's 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 hard in a world where it's constantly trying to get you to kind of fit into a certain mold to hold on to those things that are important to you the things that make you happy the things that fill you with joy um but also it's possible you know Right. It's very, it's very possible, and by doing that, you can find a way to take the things that that you love, 
and improve the lives of people around you. Yeah. So you kind of have to you have to talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time. So right. um, so yeah, I mean it, it it was kind of an organic organic development um, of this of the mission that we have. Yeah. Well, um, how do you manage the time between the uh, creative work and then the uh, outreach work? It sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of traveling <laughs> and a lot of like, energy put in different directions. It must be it, a little. It is. It is. Uh, um, um, once again, our situation is a little different than some. Uh, we are we're foster parents and. Uh, we've been foster parents for a number of years and uh, uh, which allots us right now to work from home. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're at home with the kiddos and um, we're finding time in between um, chaotic joy and, you know, ruckus <laughs> to, f- to actually get things done. And, um, also, we try to do this stuff as a family. So um, when we go out to events, it's me, Jose, uh, Victor, and Cam. And um, another part of it, too, is, is just having people see us kind of manage the chaos and still be able to talk about the books and stuff. It's strangely enough kind of encouraging to people, I think. Oh, yeah. And, but. But it's definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> well, I, I know I'd be more confident in a children's book publisher if I see actual kids with them. <laughs> Make you think it's more of a, a, a love project than just like, yeah, there's money yeah. in children's books, which I don't, I don't even know if that's true. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I haven't figured out if it's So the kids yeah. like getting out there and uh, meeting people as well. Oh, and, um when Victor was little, we used to, uh, when we would go to events and stuff, he was kind of a draw for people because by, if you've seen my kid, he is super cute yep. and um, he's very gregarious and, and he talks a lot. And, um, is he going to so, start yeah, writing the books? I hope so. I really hope so. He's got he's he's such a storyteller. Uh, if he doesn't write books, he's going to be like an actor or something, or you know, musician or whatever. He's he's got a, he's got so many different talents that I'm just just trying to keep up. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, I mean, he was he loves the stuff. He would come out to the events with us, and um, he's kind of our our little mascot, you know. And now now we got Cam. And Cam's got a different a different um, personality. He's he's more subtle. He's more, you know, measured. And uh, but at the same time, they're both just they're bright lights. You know, you can't you can't stop them from shining. So they inspire the work. So it, I gave them both. They both have official titles in our company. Um, there are uh, CIOs which is chief inspiration officers. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and uh, you know, they, they get a small salary. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I give them candy in exchange for, <laughs> I was, was like, going to say gold, fl- goldfish crackers. I, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to I'm going to keep the cash. You know, we're going to put it in a, in a, in a savings account for you. But in exchange for that, yes, here is a box of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the idea, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, 
the hope is is that you know that it, it at some point you know this this will be like a it'll be something that we can pass along to them if if for no other reason than for them to be able to see that you know when they were kids mom and dad were were out sharing the joy with them so mm-hmm. but, um yeah i mean it's 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 a weird balance um we're we're benefited by the fact that we are foster parents and you know advocating for kids has always been part of our our lives as a married couple too so right. uh this was actually just a natural, a natural combination of that advocacy for kids and um, um, creating books. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that shows. Well, thank you, thank you. We we hope so. We hope people see it, you know, because it's 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 definitely us. It's and it's not manufactured in any kind of way. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough managing the, the travel as far as the events and stuff are concerned. Right. And, uh, you know, like any kind of any other publishing company and stuff, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, where is it cost effective to, to do community work? Where where can we best serve the, you know, the core mission of the of the company? And mm-hmm. just where can we afford to go, honestly? <laughs> so, so that's how you kind of pare down uh, which offers you should take in terms of speaking and presenting and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we had we were really lucky last year. We had a a couple of universities um, down south that um, requested us to come out. Um, we couldn't do all of them. But I was able to go and speak at Mississippi State, which is my alma mater, and uh, which was amazing. It was probably one of the the most. I don't know. It made me feel like I had my stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) I got in in the same classrooms that I I went to school at. I got to see all my old professors, and they were all patting me on the back, and they were all like, "Oh, you did a great job. We're so proud you got to do this stuff." And I'm like. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I yeah, I I didn't crash and burn. They were they're very very encouraging, especially one one of my um one of my drawing teachers that I I love this woman, you know, mm-hmm. unabashedly. We go to her classes and just absorb everything she said. And um, um, her name is Suni Na, and she's short lady, but full of power and and (laughs) (laughs) well i i found that that's usually true (laughs) my mom's a short woman and she's uh she's got a lot of power (laughs) i was so scared of her at one point i really was because she just kind of exuded this this sense of determination and and knowledge and i got to go back to to speak at mississippi state and she still had these drawings i had made of her in class i did a whole bunch of little caricatures of her as various warriors from all over the world you know samurai warrior or viking or that kind of thing she kept the sketches and she put them on her front the front of her um office door i mean so yeah first (laughs) wasn't it and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And oh, she was yeah. super encouraging. All of them were. And, um, but well, we, you know, we found a way to pair that visit that going to Mississippi state with, you know, visiting family and that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, 
one other visit we got to do down south was we went to Jefferson State in Birmingham. We were invited out there to do um, presentation and uh, sell some books at a comic book convention. They were just getting off the ground. And that was a really great experience as well. And um, so, so yeah, yeah, we, we find ways to get these things get these things into the schedule and we're hoping that you know 2019 we'll see us doing more of that kind of stuff and uh, my big my big plan is i want to do two big events a year and i'm shooting for san diego i like comic-con um, i'm shooting for san diego this year uh, i mean 2019 but if i can't make san diego then i want to do chicago con because um we have a lot of we have a lot of support in that area so oh great so yeah Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a little daunting. <laughs> it's a little daunting to think so about. Is the, uh, is the publicist going to kind of take some of the scheduling, uh, duties off of your plate and like applying for stuff and events? That's, that's the hope. That's oh, the hope. Okay. And we also like to be a little bit more visible as far as, um, applying for awards and, um, Right. Uh, this would be a big help in that in that avenue. I know it's because we're we're just constantly working. You know, we're trying to if we're not taking care of the kids, then we're you know we're working on a new projects. So mm-hmm. applying for awards seems like it's like the on the bottom of the list of stuff to do. Right. And, but it's so important when you're working in publishing to look for those accolades. Those accolades give you an opportunity to. Um, be visible and, and kind of continue the work. So that's another big thing this year. I, I think, I, I think we've got some really good work. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, there's some awards that we could probably pull in, um, if we actually applied for them. So, Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's the hope too. Well, I think that's a good resolution for 2019. Yeah. Yeah. You got to plan, you got to plan, you got to have, you got to have goals because it's the stuff that when you get up in the morning and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing today? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, here's my list. Pick one. All right. Well, um, do you want to plug anything that you got coming up, whether it's a, a, a book or event or? Uh, let's see. Well, actually, throughout the holidays where we tend to be pretty low key. But um, early 2019, um, The Miraculous Elements, uh, book two of the Mysteries of the Laurel Society, is going to be coming out. And I'm very excited about that. Um, It's going to be filled with amazing illustrations and um, continuation of our our journey of our characters. Um, This time they are whisked off on, the, on an adventure at a, at a convention of magic of magic craftsmen and, and artificers in, in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, hey. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And while they're there, um, there's a strange attack uh-huh. and a villain, um, makes himself known and our characters kind of have to go through, uh, a bit of a chase through the city and, um, they're discovering things about themselves and about the wider world of um, kind of creative magic in our story. So it's 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 the next step in 
in the series, which is going to be five books. And it's constantly escalating. You know, it's like, I, I love my characters. They're, they're real and very human to me. And I love seeing what the next step is for them. So I, I hope, I hope readers are as well. So, Great. so yeah, that, that coming and then a little tiny book that we're going to be doing uh, if, if you guys are familiar at all with our, our work then I did a little book called Fancy Dressed Animals it, oh, was, yeah. it was an accidental book my wife I was told her I wasn't going to be working on any projects and um, I said I was going to just do a series of drawings just for myself really mm-hmm. of um, animals dressed in Victorian clothes you know mm-hmm. and but while you're doing that, you're actually coming up with the characters and the histories and the personalities and stuff of them. And by the time I was done, my wife said, you basically wrote another book on accident. Might as well like, put oh. that out. <laughs> Might as well put that out. And it's been, it's a really fun little thing and people pick it up at events and stuff. So I decided I was going to do another one. But this one is not fancy dressed animals. It's fantasy dressed animals. Ooh. So it's just com- like archers and warriors and you know wizards and basically any 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 version of a fantasy character that you can imagine but like a hippopotamus or (laughs) or bark, you know (laughs) i love aardvarks yes me too too. that'll be coming out in uh, early 2019 as well great um so where can people buy your books and where can they find you on social media uh you can find our books on amazon you can search by my name brian w parker or by my wife's josie a parker and um all that stuff is available prime and you can have it shipped to your home um (laughs) our books are also available at a couple of small bookstores here in um the pacific northwest in particular uh powell's um another read through and uh green bean books mm-hmm. and um as far as where you can find us on social media um where you can find us at believe in wonder um on facebook and we're pretty active on that site or you can find us uh on our website which is believe in wonder.com and um, we post pretty regularly there to our blog, and you can see examples of our our books and the artwork. And uh, oh, another big thing that we do this time of year, um, every year I put out uh, a poster in our series called the Santa Propaganda Project. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I I love propaganda posters from World War II. Um, I love them for the aesthetic, but also they're they're weird in the in the way that they try to kind of be um, persuasive. Mm-hmm. So I try to find a way to take that style and incorporate it and and use it as a way of promoting positive things. Mm-hmm. So Santa Claus is in my heart. I am Santa Claus. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. I, I don't know why I, I, I'm. I'm Eventually, I'm going to buy myself a really good Santa suit, and that's going to be another thing I do every year. You're going, going to, to just movies. bring more joy to children than you are. Oh, <laughs> I love Santa. So yeah, I do. I do a poster in the propaganda style from um, World War II, but as Santa Claus, and they're really fun. We've I've done it for seven years now, and 
uh, this year is going to be really good too. And um, did I see you become... doing like a Soviet Santa thing at some point? Or... <laughs> They're all. It's weird because I, I will find different inspirations, and um, sometimes it's uh, Soviet propaganda posters, yeah, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's British, and mm-hmm. then of course American ones were hilarious, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I try to avoid any Axis powers. Ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But you know, um, primarily it's 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 our version of Santa. We did actually did a book about it called um, Nicholas and Sabina in the Busy Season, where um, right. our version of Santa Claus is is a, in a lot of ways based on the lore, which is you know he's originally from um from turkey in that area so our our santa is a, is a turkish santa <laughs> oh, okay i didn't uh, know about that yeah well you know the 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 tradition says that it's um that nicholas you know saint nicholas was born in constantinople in the, in that area but he's originally from turkey oh. and area that is now turkey and um all of his um all of the things that led up to him being a saint was you know giving to young people he was he was constantly you know trying to you know to look after the the unloved and the unlooked after children of the world and uh so yeah the story that we came up with for our santa is definitely based in that tradition so um so yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird the amount of stuff I know about Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta do your research, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. Research, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> research can be fun. <laughs> it is. It is. It's very fun. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be sure to link to all of that on our post on our website. Um, and yeah, is there anything else that you want to share or? Uh, uh, oh well, I don't know. Just uh, I know that sometimes it can seem a little daunting the idea of um, finding a way to share those stories, all those things that are important to you and, and that you're passionate about to the world. But as a person that's trying to do it right now, I can say that it's totally possible, and that. You have to kind of manage your expectations. Everybody kind of wants to have that that J.K. Rowling, you know, million-dollar book that comes out. Right. But I can say from personal experience that one person walking up to you and saying, I read your book and it meant the world to me at the time that I read it, it makes all of it worthwhile. Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's a it's an interesting connection. It, it really kind of shows hu- what humanity is kind of meant for. Really. It's about inspiring the people that you can. And, um, I had the best experience of my life at the beginning of this year. Um, I went to the, um, Clackmas Rotary Club. They were doing a smart book event. They had out about 30 or 40 kids that had been read to by the organization that year. And they gifted them a copy of our, our book that had just come out at that time, Darren Strider, Bumblebee Writer. And at the end of the event, the kids got to come up and get a copy signed 
And um, oh, their first reading. It, I know it was a. It was amazing. It was amazing to have these kids standing in front of me and being like, did you really write this? Did you draw these pictures? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. And um, it really did bring home why we do this stuff and what's it about? What's it's, what's it's, what the, the real reason for doing this stuff is. It's to inspire yeah. and encourage. So. Um. Well, I feel yeah. very encouraged right now <laughs> in publishing. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's sometimes it can feel like, oh, well, nobody reads and it's all a bummer yeah. out there. But, you know, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. The books yeah. are still we, special. Well, yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about being a creative, about being an artist in this time where it seemed like, I don't know, people, people kind of suck a <laughs> little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's hard not to be cynical. Yeah, it's hard not to be cynical, but I think that this is a time when um, when the contribution of artists really shines. It's yeah. because what is art if not um, kind of honoring the human experience, you yeah. know? In a time when it's needed the most. <laughs> when it's needed the most. So, yeah. yeah, be encouraged creatives, you know. You're, the work that you're doing is needed and necessary. Well, thank you to Brian Parker for um, sharing this time with us and uh, uh, sharing his books with us. I will direct you on the show notes to his uh, website, social media, and places where you can buy his wonderful books. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at hybridpubscout.com. You can find us on Facebook at Hybrid Pub Scout, on Twitter at Hybrid Pub Scout. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Player FM. Just search Hybrid Pub Scout, and we'd love it if you left us a five-star review. Thanks for listening, and thanks for giving a rip about books. <laughs>